How's it going, guys? Welcome to the Third Line Plug Sensecast. I am your host, Taylor Gibson. Joining me, as always, from the tropical metropolis of Calgary, Alberta, my co-host, Tim Jensie. Tim, how's it going, sir? I think you're forgetting something here, Tay. What's that? I'm not the only one in the tropical metropolis. That is correct! For the first time in the Third Line Plug Sensecast history, Tim and myself are both in the tropical metropolis of Calgary, Alberta. And it's been fucking awesome so far. It has been. We got to go to, what was it? Burger 320? Burger 320. I gave him a shout out on Twitter. Yeah. Had a great burger. Really good, yeah. And now we can look out over the river while recording the podcast in Studio 15. Ooh, I like it. So, for this episode, Tim, we're going to be doing a free agency episode. Now, usually with these free agency episodes, we usually do it, we name the person, here's the, what they got. We're not doing it this way. We're going to be doing like a Price is Right sort of style game show. Now, Tim has got a lovely black cowboy hat on the side of him here. Shicky, 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 shicky. And so, we've decided we're going to get the top six names. That is correct, Tim? Yep. Okay. Top six names that was in the free agency, and we're going to do a game show style to see who comes the closest. And there's a wager on this game. What are you wagering, Tim? As always, loser owes winner some drinks. Ooh, okay. And those six players we mentioned are everyone's favorite, John Tavares, James Van Riemsdyk, Paul Stasny, James Neal, Mike Green, and Calvin DeHaan. Sorry, Mike Green, yeah, Mike Green, and Calvin DeHaan. Now, here's the twist. If there is a tie, or both of us get shut out, then Chelsea wins. Chelsea's so excited over there. She's just <laughs> she's ignoring us right now. And that's all that's okay. Yeah. It hurts. That's okay. You know. She's busy right now. Well <laughs> we'll head on to the episode, Tim. Yep. So I'll let you Explain take the reins because you're gonna be doing the scoring because I personally didn't trust myself to do the scoring system for this game and I let you decide. Yeah, so scoring point, as agreed by both of us, you get one point if you're correct. And a second point, if you're within a million. And, as always, this price is right. If you're over, you're gone. Yep. All right. Now, shall we get going? Let's go. Okay, so for the first one, John Tavares. Oh, hat. But also, John John Tavares. It's like I knew. Whoa, psychic. All right, so Tay got to guess first on this one. Okay. Now, I got two guesses. Now, I am going to go with my later pick that I went with. 11.5 11.5 over six years. And I'm, I went max contract. Okay. All right. So let's pull up the contract and see how we did. Let's do it. All right. So John Tavares, we are going to pull up here. We are looking at seven years, $11 million. Tay? Yes. We're both over. So that's a big fat goose egg for both of us. Well, whoo wee. All right. Let's see who we got in that. But let's talk about that signing with Toronto. Yeah. I'm surprised they got him for that. Like, 11 is a steal for Tavares, honestly. Yeah. And I know a lot of Leaf fans are praising, oh my god, we're going to win the Stanley Cup this year. Leaf fans. I'm sorry to tell you, but you're not going to win the Stanley Cup this year. You still don't have defensemen. You still don't have defense. For the most part, as far as I know, you don't have a really good backup goalie. And although that center depth 
and forward depth is impressive. Oh, my. like I wouldn't be surprised if the Leafs go far. Yeah, like I, they have power. I don't. Yeah, I don't see them going to the finals, but if they can get out of the first round, I consider that a success for them. Mm-hmm. Even even a second round, like I expect them to maybe even get out of the second round just with that stable. Mm-hmm. Although we'll have to see how coaching goes. Uh, if they can get over Boston, yep. you know, just stuff like that. Yeah, but uh, here's the thing, though. With Tavares getting paid $11 million, do you worry about the Leafs' cap now? Because they have to, next year, they got to sign Mitch Marner, Austin Matthews, William Nylander. they got three big guys that they need to re-sign. Now, what are they going to do? Are they going to trade one of them away to bring a prospect in? Are they going to do something? I don't know. I mean... Yeah, that that's what gets hard for Toronto, but uh, they still have a cap hit of $63 million, projected cap space of 15 It's tight, but it's not impossible. Yeah, and correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't the Leafs fully load that contract? So, like, in four or five years, the contract's not nearly as bad? Yeah. The one thing is, I think they'll have to try and dump Marlowe. Yeah. And you can't put Marlowe on Robodaw Island either, because he's on a 35-plus contract. So that IR option is gone. He's also got a no, some sort of no-move. Yeah, I don't know the full parameters of that no move, but moving new, moving Patrick Marlowe will be tough. For sure. And uh, that's their only real anchor. But yeah, like the big thing is going to be paying Nylander and paying and the Matthews con- Well, the Matthews contract, yeah, paying that off is going to be rough. Yeah, so I'm thinking at this time next year we'll probably be talking about Austin Matthews and his big contract. Mm-hmm. If if they haven't already signed him. Well, Jake Gardner is, is up as well. That's true. That is true. Yeah, luckily Morgan Riley's actually tied up at five. For luckily for the Leafs, Morgan Riley's tied up at five million until twenty twenty two. That's pretty good. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Hmm. But they're also still paying for Phil Kessel until twenty twenty one. Yeah, that's pretty tough. But I mean, it's only what mill a mill and a half, a mill and a bit. That's still that's still space. Like that's still a fourth. That's still a fourth liner. For sure. That you're paying someone not to play for you. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I mean, you're paying someone to win Stanley Cups for someone else. Yeah. Basically. So, Tim, who do we also got in the hat now? Let's see. Shicky, 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 This one. Calvin DeHaan. Okay. I think I went first on Calvin DeHaan. And I have five years at $7 million. Okay. Now, for myself, I had DeHaan at $5 million per year for four years. For four years. All right. Sorry, that was $5 million. $5 million per for four years. $5 million per for four years. I, why am I... One second. Let's just pull up his contract. We're looking at four years, $18 million, so that's 4.25 per year. We both went over, didn't we? Yep, we're both over. Should I just play it? Play it. Ooh, not doing good. No. Looks like Chelsea's getting those beers. No reaction. No, there was a reaction. <laughs> oh. She's like, yeah. yeah. She just right. didn't say it. This is a fantastic signing for Carolina. Oh, absolutely. And Especially because after they moved Noah Fanagan to Calgary and they brought in Dougie Hamilton, and I feel that Calvin DeHaan, I didn't really think he was going to re-sign with the Islanders, but 
He's a young prospect. Or, I don't know. He's not. He's a second line. He's a second line guy. Yeah, right he's now. not a prospect, but he's a young guy, young defenseman. Put up decent numbers. I mean, he's a defensive, more defensive-minded defenseman than Dougie Hamilton is. So I feel that he's going to do really well for Carolina. Hmm. Yeah, and with that, yeah, and that Carolina defense is stacked, man. Oh my god, it's crazy. They just have to figure out what the hell's going on with their goalies. I know it's going to be nuts. I and you know what's funny when you picked me up from the airport, we sort of talked about this how. The Hartford slash Carolina franchise has always been cursed with with goalies. And I said, there's only been a handful of goalies that really ever panned out. I think Peter Ng was one of them. Sidorkowitz you can make an argument for. Obviously, Arthur Zerbe. The one year of Cam Ward. Yep, Kevin Weeks panned out. But it's just been this constant stress point to the point where Twitter jokes are, Carolina's defense gets better. Goalie lets in a shot from outside the arena. Yeah. Isn't that just the truth? Yeah. I don't know. It's like, I want Carolina to succeed because they're this really well-built team, but then the goalies just keep dying. Yeah. And no, Tay, we're not playing Stork or Sidorkowitz right now. Aww. But I want to <laughs> play Stork or Sidork. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go back to the hat for a third time, and hopefully we can actually get a point out of this. Not happening. This uh, one. Who do you got, Timmers? We have James Neal. James Neal. Okay, so I got James Neal... Six years, six point seven million per. I've got James Neal five million at six point five. Ooh, okay. Now James Neal is at five years, five point seven. It's only I went over. No, I'm over too. Fuck sakes. Fuck. Stop being excited over there, Chelsea. She knows she's getting booze tonight. Oh god. We've already been to the liquor store once, too. God damn. I know. Speaking of which, I gotta grab another beer. <laughs> Continue the podcast. Well, I go grab one. Damn. He's just invading my fridge. What the fuck? But, uh, this is an interesting one for Calgary because it's just... We knew Neil was gonna get paid just given how he was, yeah, uh, playing. Pardon? Want anything? No. Okay. I'm drinking crab juice. Don't you want a refreshing Mountain Dew instead Ugh. of... Ugh. Actually, disclaimer, Mountain Dew is very good. But, like, given how James Neal kind of... He even overperformed a little in the playoffs. We knew he was getting paid. Oh, yeah. I think this makes Calgary better because they did. Ha- they were having problems finishing. And James Neal is a finisher. Oh, for sure. But, uh... This is going to be rough on Calgary in the next few... Like, not next year, not the year after. Look to year four for this to be kind of a... Like a Bobby Ryan type contract. Yeah, and even I said when you came to pick me up and we were talking about this in the car, and I says, I'll give it two years before this backfires for Calgary. Because James Neal, he's always had problems with said team. He had it in Pittsburgh. He had it in Nashville. Vegas, I, I don't know if he had any problems there. I just Not enough time, really. Not enough time? Yeah, I don't know. It's So maybe there was, maybe there wasn't, or maybe they just felt that James Neal wasn't worth the money. And I think... I think they're right. I guess the other the other hard thing is uh, looking at Calgary holistically. This is an interest like they've made interesting moves this season. Yep. I think they are worse. Yeah, I mean, moving Dougie Hamilton out of Calgary was not a great move, in my personal opinion. Yeah. And, and I know that there was reports that came out that he wasn't a great guy in the room. That he was sort of a different kind of guy. 
that, you know, all the guys, and we've talked about this on the Three Ghosts and Wait, Four Ghosts podcast, that all the guys would go out to Moxie's, and he would go to a museum. But at the same time, fuck Moxie's. And I think, like, like picking up Lindholm and, Lindholm and, uh, why am I blanking on Hannafin? Hannafin. Uh, like, those are great pickups. Oh, sure. But losing Hamilton, like, I think Calgary got better when switching Furland out for Lindholm. Mm-hmm. Hannafin is a stud, but I think Dougie Hamilton is going to be the better player. But again, time will tell. For sure. Now, let's head on to the hat. Now, I'm going to be picking the one out of the hat here, so let's have a look here. We got this one. Oh, let's see what we got. All right, and we got... James, James Van Van Reinsdyke. All right, so I went first on JBR, yep. and I said six mil, four years. I said six mil, five years. And the JVR contract is stupid. Yeah. Five years, $7 million. At least neither of us went over. Yeah, and Tay's within a million. Yeah. That's two points for Tay. Excellent. First points of the night. Looks like at this moment, Chelsea's not getting anything. <laughs> I'll share with you, Chelsea. Don't worry. I I like Philadelphia bringing him in. Yeah. I don't like that price. No, neither do I. And you know what's funny is that, and I didn't realize, I was looking at some of his stats with the Leafs, and I didn't realize this, this guy's a consistent 30 to 35 goal scorer every year. Yeah, like and he's maybe fucking nuts. Yeah, maybe it's because Ben's Re- ben Reamsday isn't really the guy that I think of in Toronto. <laughs> Excuse me. Mm-hmm. And so when I look at his stats, I'm like, wow, like he really put up some great numbers. But it's where you look at as... Assist total is where you see, like, oh, wow, he's a one-dimensional player. He reminds me a lot of, like, Michael Grabner in that Grabner would score, like, 34 goals a year but have nine assists. Yeah. But at the same time, like, you can put you can put JBR with Sean Couturier and that becomes dangerous. Mm-hmm. Line him up, like, put Gobespierre behind him. Dangerous. Oh, my God. Absolutely. So, like, I think Philly's better for this. I just don't like the money. I don't either, and you know what? If the Flyers have to move him eventually, and I don't, there's nowhere that's going to say he's going to be doing. But you never know, right? If Billy suddenly falls apart and they have to sell off everybody, that's a hard contract to move for sure. But also, this Philly team is going to be good. Like Claude Giroux, Jacob Voracek, James Van Riesdyk, Yori Lettera, Sean Couturier, and Wayne Simmons in your top six. That's pretty good. That's fucking good. And then your third line of Jordan Wheel, Michael Raffle, and Dale Weiss. That's nice. The only problem is Andy fucking McDonald. Yeah, and goaltending. And goaltending. But they've got Ghost locked up for four years at four and a half. That's pretty good. That's nice. And you know what? And I know a lot of Philly fans are hoping that Kerry Hart can develop into the number one goalie. They really haven't had in Philadelphia since Ron Hextall. I was imagine Hextall is the last true number one they ever had there. Mm-hmm. That's funny because you look at the Flyers from like 73, 74 till probably give or take 98, 99. They always had consistent goalies, right? It was like Bernie Perrant or Pele Lindbergh. Ron Hextall. Ron Hextall. And then they went into like the Jack Manic and Robert Esch years. No, I guess that was after like 99. And then like, but the weird thing is like Philly's Still most counts. recent Stanley Cup run was on like 
a mess of goaltending issues. That Michael, ended with Michael, Michael fucking Layton. <laughs> yup. Alright, moving into round four. Okay, and this individual is... Paul Stasny. Paul Stasny, the son of Peter Stasny. Really? He is, yeah. Crazy. I didn't know that. Alright, so... I think you have Stasny at... 7.5 over six years. Now, so that's per, that's not yeah. over the contract. And I have him at 8 million for six years. Boy, did we get fucked. I'll just play it. I'll just play it right now. Three by six and a half. This is a steal. Oh my god, and I couldn't believe that they got him for this. Because, and you and I were talking, we were like, man, oh yeah, he's going to be signed in Winnipeg, and that's going to be great. We we're talking to Bob Adam about it, like, man, Stez, he's going to be great, and... Vegas. But this is, like, Vegas is going to be great this year. Like, Vegas is going to be good again. Yes. Like, now, they're just deep now. Oh my god, they're going to be insane. Fuck's YouTube on this. Why? You know why. Oh no. Is it is it, is is this what you're is this really what you're doing right now? Yep. You know, buddy. It's the fucking hordes. And you're using my phone for this? Well we're using mine to record it, Tim. Fair enough. But goddamn. Oh come on, quit your playing. Fine. Yeah, I guess you never get to use that one. I never do, because we hardly ever talk about Vegas. Yeah, fair enough. They are in the other side of the country. Yep. But no, Vegas is like Vegas is gonna be strong. Like Neil out Stastny in. Yep. Like, no brainer, that's better. Absolutely, man. Alright. We yeah. have one left. One more, and I know Chelsea's very excited because she might end up winning this. Cause if Tim gets two points, it's a tie. And Tim has to buy his wife things. <laughs> there was an as usual from the peanut it. gallery. I love that, Chelsea. Thank you. Okay, last up, Mike, Mike Green. Green. So, I did I go first on Mike Green? Nope, you nope, went first. I went first. So, Tay, what do you have? Mike Green, five years, six million per. You know, it wouldn't be prices right if somebody didn't do this. I have six million and one dollar. Oh, buddy. What was it? 10.75 over two years. And that's how many per? 5.375. So you're tied. No, I'm over. For We're... $1? Oh, yeah, I did say $1. Yeah. So I get one. Score, final score is two to, two to one. Tay wins. Woo! Shouldn't have added the bonus point. <laughs> Tay wins. The only person who's really upset here is Chelsea. Hey, Chelsea. Love you. <laughs> so, five million for Mike Green. I feel like it's just Detroit needs to get... Like, I really don't know much about this Detroit team. I don't know. This is going to be an odd team, but I know they're in total cap hell at the moment because they got how many millions of dollars capped up in whatever player, right? And I know they, I think they just re-signed uh, Athena CU just recently. Oh, jeez. So I don't know how Detroit's going to be next year, but I do know that the blog, uh, what was it, Winging It in Motown, they re put out a tweet about Ken Holland, who's a former w Wings goalie. Uh-huh. And he says that, here's Ken Holland, 1982, stopping shots by young guns. 
uh, I guess that never did change. Yeah. <laughs> and I read that, I was like, that's funny, I like that. And Dylan Larkin is still RFA as well. Yeah, that's going to be tough. Because, because Lark- they have $2 million to work with. Yeah, Larkin is hands down their best player. Yeah, that's that's bad. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and then they've got, like, Stephen Weiss and uh, Xavier Ule are also still on their buyouts. Like, Xavier Ule, whatever, it's $100,000. Who mm-hmm. cares? That's AHL money. But the Stephen Weiss, that's, like, that's still, like, $2 million a year for the next three years. Yeah. Like, that, they're, they're in a bad place. Oh, absolutely. And the only way I see it is if the Wings decide to fire Ken Holland and bring somebody else in to do a full rebuild. But I don't see that because the Illich family still owns the Red Wings, and they're a pretty loyal family for team owners. Oh, no. Like, how many people did uh, Mike Illich go through during his tenure with the Red Wings? Not many. Yeah, I mean, let's see here. He went through Jacques Demers, Brian Murray. Uh, Who else did he go through? Scotty Bowman. He went through... uh, Ah, God, there's a there's like a head coach I'm thinking of too. Oh, the guy before Babcock. Yeah, the guy the Babcock, and now they got whoever they got in Detroit now. Yeah, Blazil. So no, not Blazil. Yeah, so that's what five, six coaches, and they've only and they've owned the team for over thirty years. That's insane. But then again, if you're making the playoffs every year, every year for twenty of them, at least, at least uh, you don't you don't really have to change the winning formula. Yeah, but however, the Red Wings have sort of entered a state of mediocrity nowadays where they've missed the playoffs the last, what, two seasons? Mm-hmm. So they've got to rethink their strategy, right? Now that they've missed the playoffs a couple of years, they're not the same old Red Wings before. They've got to go in a new direction. And you know what? That could have happened if Ken Holland had just decided to step down in favor of Steve Eisenman about 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, they just need... Well, at this point, it's fire sale time. Yep. But then again, maybe it's good for them just to finally burn the, burn the thing down. Yeah, it would be good for him. Yeah. So, that was The Price is Right. I had fun. Me too. Chelsea did not. Chelsea's ignoring me. She's like, damn it. She's just shaking her head. She's like, ah, oh, you bastard. You know, it would have been a funnier outcome if she won. It's true, but you know what? She would have held that against us. That we, yeah. were, we were the podcast hosts, and yet she's the one who won. Yeah, especially if we all got shut out. Yeah. Well, I mean, if it was a tie and, like... Not the tie of, we fucked up four out of six. Yeah. That would have been better. Oh, yeah. It like, there would have been nothing to hold up. But hold Chelsea over. would be doing the happy dance if she won right now. Yeah. Yeah, so, that's it for The Price is Right. Do you want to go into break and talk about some other, uh, some other signings? Let's do it. All right, guys, we're going to take a quick break here in the third line plug Soundscast to return with the second part of our free agency episode. Coming right back. Hey, this is Trevor Shackles of Silver Seven Sens and the Cosper Pointcast. You're listening to the Third Line Plug Sensecast. Okay, guys, we are back here on the Third Line Plug Sensecast free agency episode. Now, this is the second part of the episode. This is the one where we're going to talk about the rest of the free agent signings. Some of them were pre-July 1st, and some of them were after July 1st. But all of them brought... Here comes the money! <laughs> here comes the money! Stop it. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie, every time that we're gonna be doing a free agency episode, we got to incorporate that somehow. Oh, it's fun. But honestly this year, the checkbooks weren't out in force as they were compared to prior years. No, it really wasn't. I mean we just still got some big signings to talk about, but yeah, overall it was a pretty not crazy free agency. Yeah. All right, so we're going to start off with the pre-July 1st signings. So these are all the signings that happened before July 1st. And Tim was arguing that these didn't count, but that's why I included the pre-July 1st, because I knew he would bring this up. And we're going to go by date. So we're going to go J- June 24th. The Los Angeles Kings signed Ilya Kovacek to a three-year, $18.75 million contract with an AAV 6.25. Kovacek, now aged 35, left the NHL back for the KHL back in 2013 after scoring 31 points in 37 games for New Jersey in the lockout shortened season and led the KHL in scoring with 31 goals, 32 assists for 63 points in 52 games with the SKA St. Petersburg. Tim? Kovalchuk can still play. And it looks like he's aging gracefully, so... I don't hate this contract for LA, but LA's got problems. If you can come back and be the player that we saw in, like, 2008, 2009, if we can see that kind of player, then this is an absolute great sign. But the thing is, when we last saw him in the NHL, he, especially in that last year, he looked kind of burnt out. And I think a lot of it had to do with the 2012 playoff run New Jersey had that really wore him down. Well, he was care- it was him. Yeah. Then that was it. Well, Bruder kind of helped. So, yeah. Kind of. Kind of. Yeah, and like it had just been, he had been carrying, El- sorry, Atlanta to the best of his ability. Yep. Then he was carrying New Jersey. Like, that's rough. But, I don't know, I think uh, this is an okay signing, but I think the Kings are getting too old. Absolutely. And they're stuck with Dion. They're stuck with Dion, and you know what? Ellie's really not realizing that they have to adapt to a speed-based game. They still have this mindset of like a 2003-2004 style of hockey where it was all about just beating everybody up and scoring maybe two, three goals. Well, it's weird because like those LA championship teams in 2012 and 2014... No, yeah, 2014. Like, they're able to take that... Uh, They were able to take, like, kind of that defensive-minded hockey. Yep. But then still have it mobile, so it worked. Absolutely. And I they, don't know why the thinking's reverted. I don't know. And and I know Urinating Tree on YouTube has pointed this out, that L.A. is starting to become another boys' club in the NHL, like we see with the Bruins, with Luke Robitaille and Rob Blake running the show. So, I don't know. I, I can kind of see what L.A.'s going with, being that this guy's a sniper, maybe pair him with Anze Kopitar. I don't know about this one, though. I'm really not sure. I really think they think that they're going to get a guy from 2000... Like I said, 2008, 2009, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I know it was always going to be a big number. Yep. But I don't know. I don't think it works for L.A. No. Well, but the problem is L.A. just has too many systemic issues. Yeah, I agree. Let's head on to our next sign. The Washington Capitals re-signed John Carlson to an eight-year, $64 million contract with an AAV 8. Carlson, who had a phenomenal regular season, scoring 15 goals, 53 assists for 68 points in 82 games, also scored 5 goals, 15 assists for 20 points in 24 playoff games with the Washington Capitals, who went on to win their first Stanley Cup, Tim. Is that still weird to say, the Washington Capitals are Stanley Cup champions? Yeah. Well, I didn't think it was going to happen, but then... It happened. I'm really glad it did. Yes. Because, like, Ovi's post-win bender 
was fucking legendary. Oh my god, that was just fantastic. That was stuff of legends, man. Yeah. But well, let's just go back to square one, though, here with John Carlson. Okay. Great defender, very mobile, great in all ends, and they locked him up for eight. Yeah. Like, if Dowdy's getting 11, this is a fantastic contract. And the fact they were able to swing this, when I imagine on the free market, Carlson probably could have gotten 10. Oh, easy. This gives Washington room to sign up or just bring younger players in without too much stress. Mm -hmm. And I think Washington has another, like, I don't know. It's funny because out of all the Washington Capitals teams that could have won the cup, this is probably the least talented of the group. Oh, for sure. But you know what? And you could look at the Ottawa Senators, right? The 2007 Senators wasn't exactly the most talented team. Mm-hmm. Especially vis-a-vis the 2006 Senators. Exactly. And yet, that's the team that made it to the finals, right? Mm-hmm. So, let's see if this... Like, this is a good signing, and it leaves the cup on... Sorry, the caps on pretty good footing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. The Tampa Bay Lightning have re-signed JT Miller to a five-year, $26.25 million contract with an AAV 5.25. Miller, who was acquired by the Lightning from the New York Rangers at the deadline, scored 23 goals, 35 assists for 58 points through 82 games. However, only scored two points through 17 playoff games this past season. Like, I get this. JT Miller is a very good player. Yep. But Tampa's going to have a cap reckoning soon. So this is rough. Yeah, and especially when uh, they re-signed Kucherov a couple days ago. Yeah, and the hard thing is JT Miller disappeared when it mattered most, and he has he had a habit of doing this in New York as well. Like, as much as I like to just look at numbers <laughs> to make my decisions, you notice these sort of things. And as good as he is, if you can't put up the numbers when the going gets tough, like, for the Lightning, where making the playoffs is a foregone conclusion, mm-hmm. you have to build for the playoffs. Yep. I don't like this. I'm not crazy about this. the amount of money... Decent enough player, but you know what? Like you said, right? If he doesn't show up during crunch time, then that's not good. Mm-hmm. Like, what's the point? Yeah. The Los Angeles Kings have re-signed Rue Dowdy to an eight-year, $88 million contract with an AAV 11. Dowdy had 10 goals, 50 assists for 60 points in 82 games for the Los Angeles Kings last season. This deal makes him the highest-paid defenseman in the NHL until Eric Carlson gets his new contract. But that hasn't happened yet. That hasn't happened yet. This sign, you knew this was going to happen. Yep. Like, Dowdy's popular, and he's a franchise defenseman. You knew he was going to get the money. I personally think he's a bit overrated, especially compared to, like, Eric Carlson, John Carlson. But Dowdy's still one of the best in the game, and he deserves the money. Oh, absolutely. He's definitely Ellie's power play quarterback. There's no two ways about that. Mm-hmm. Especially on a team that's more physical, strong-minded, defensive-style game. So, I like the signing. Um, I always liked Drew Doughty, but over the last couple of years, I've sort of soured on him. And But you know what? I, I admire his talent. I think he's a great player, and uh, he's going to be in L.A. for a long time, too. Mm-hmm. Although, I guess uh, you do have to wonder about his ability to keep his cool after what we saw in uh, the first round against Vegas. Yes. In that sweep, like, game one suspension. That's not good. That's not good. No. Well, the San Jose Sharks have re-signed Logan Couture to an eight-year, $64 million contract with an AAV 8. Couture had 34 goals, 27 assists for 61 points in 78 games last season for the San Jose Sharks. Actually, pretty pretty solid signing. Yeah, but the contract goes until he's 38. That's the rough part. Because, well, the thing is, is like, if Couture hits market, yep. he's going to get paid. 
Oh, absolutely. Um, quickly, can you look up his stats to see if San Jose did what they did with Tavares? Because I don't think they did. I think they gave him uh, eight mil across the board. Yeah, let's see. Brain, sorry, brain fart. Couture contract. Yeah. Let's see, Logan Couture. Yeah, I don't think there's any sort of... Oh, that's his first contract. Yep, just... Eight million across the board, no bonuses. Hooey! Oh, can we talk about that for a second? Okay. Drew Doughty was bragging about not having an agent, and then he has this contract with like it's just across the board, no bonuses, that sort of stuff. Yep. And he's like, "Boy, I saved all this money," and people are like, "But what if your contract gets fucked up in a lockout?" Ooh, that's a good point. That's one thing that you got to worry about too, eh? Those lockout protection. Yeah, because it seems like it's coming. Yep. Like, and if that happens in the next couple of years and we got to figure out a way to do episodes. Oh, that's going to be rough. Yep. Well, I guess we're probably going to have like a Stretch Armstrong episode. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> I guess we could do like greatest games. Yeah, we already did that though. Mm-hmm. But like just sit down and talk about one of the greatest games. Yeah, we could do that. But that'd get boring for a season. Yeah, depending on how long a lockout would go. Yeah, no kidding. Anyway. We got distracted. Yeah. Let's go on to our next signing. The Arizona Coyotes have re-signed Nicholas Jomerson to a two-year, $10 million contract and then AAV, five. Jomerson, who had injury troubles last season, only scored one goal, eight assists for nine points through 48 games last season. Now, I know that we talked about this signing at the beginning of the year, and we were both very cool with it. And I think this is, like, and you and I both agreed, right? This is one of the big problems Arizona had last season with a lot of the injuries. And you saw how they played in the second half of the season, mm-hmm. where they were looking really good. Yeah, and, like, getting, and like locking up Jarmelson, who's probably one of the best defensive defensemen out there, yeah. for 5 mil. Beautiful. I like it. Yeah. So, this is a great, another great signing by Chakya. Yep. And, oh, you're doing it again. Yeah. Is this the problem of us being in the same room? I don't think so. That I could just look at what you're doing? There's no surprise here. Well, but, Tim, you could literally look at the team, yeah. right? You know that So it's we're kind of- moving to July 1st, and the first mover is... And by my reaction, you can already guess. <laughs> the Vegas Golden Knights. Yup. The Vegas Golden Knights have re-signed... Ryan Reeves to a two-year, $5.55 million contract with an AAV, 2.775. Reeves, who joined the Vegas Golden Knights after being traded from Pittsburgh, had two assists in 21 games for Vegas while recording two goals in 10 playoff games. I don't understand this. Ryan Reeves is a man who punches faces. I don't understand why Pittsburgh traded the first for him. I do not understand why Vegas traded for him. I do not understand why they paid him. Two million dollars. But I understand why he's a fan favorite in Vegas. Yeah, because he punches faces. But but not babies. But not babies. That's a good sign. Yeah, we are Ottawa Senators fans. Yes. But, no. I don't like the signing. I'm not crazy about the signing. Um, you know what? Because he is in a fourth line role. But yeah, giving him like close to three mil. That's fucked. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Who's going to want that contract if they have to move him? Good thing it's only two years, so it's a short mistake. Yep. But then again, who knows? Like, Pittsburgh and Pittsburgh gave up a two, like a first-round draft pick for him. And then trade him not even a month, like a year later. Yeah. So, like, obviously this guy, like, people are willing to pay for this guy. I don't know why, but they are. Yeah. 
Should we go on to our next signing? Yeah, I'm done. The St. Louis Blues have re-signed David Perron to a four-year, $16 million contract with an AAV four. Perron, who was left, left unprotected by the St. Louis Blues in the expansion draft, scored 16 goals, 50 assists for 66 points in 70 games for the Las Vegas Golden Knights. You know, if he could be had for $4 million, I'm surprised Vegas didn't keep him. Yeah. Maybe the whole plan for Perron, maybe Perron just wanted to go back to St. Louis. Maybe. But, yeah, $4 million for Perron, that's pretty solid. I like it. And it doesn't take him too late. It doesn't take, the contract doesn't take him too old either. Yeah, I, I'm cool with it. I mean, you know what? And I know I was reading something there today in the airport about his son's very happy he's coming back now. So, good on him, man. Like, you know, David Perron, uh, solid player. Didn't exactly, you know, didn't exactly have the best playoffs. Mm-hmm. But, solid enough player, and I think St. Louis is going to do well. And they're, you know, one thing, we do got to talk a little bit of this. It was a trade. Ryan, like Ryan O'Reilly. Yeah. Wow, like I couldn't believe that they got him for that. Like, I mean, he's not a superstar or anything, but he's a really solid defense, or centerman. Yeah. I just don't understand the NHL sometimes, man. I don't know. The Tampa Bay Lightning have signed Ryan McDonough to a seven-year, $47.25 million contract with an AAV, 6.75. McDonough, who was required by the New York Rangers at the deadline, had four goals, 25 assists, for 29 points in 63 games with both New York and Tampa Bay. Good signing. Like, McDonough is another... He's another very good mobile defenseman. Mm-hmm. And, like, 6.75 is solid numbers for McDonough. And you lock up a very good top line of McDonough and uh, Hedman. Oh, I'm really happy with that. Yeah, like, the Lightning look to be pretty good for the next few years. Yeah. So let's head into our last signing, or no. We've got two more after this, buddy. You're right. I'm sorry. The last two I did forget to write down on my computer. It's on my phone, mm-hmm. but not on my computer. That's why you've gotten you to look them up. The Arizona Coyotes have signed Michael Grabner to a three-year, $10.05 million contract with an AAV, 3.35. Grabner, who scored 27 goals, 9 assists for 36 points, through 80 games with the Rangers and Devils last season. Honestly, this is pretty nice. You put him up with uh, Derek, either Derek Stepan or one of the young centers that Arizona's coming got coming up, and you've got a finisher and some dish. Mm-hmm. Good times. Absolutely. And I know that, <coughs> excuse me, I was really pushing for Grabner to come to Ottawa the last couple of years, and you were just like, well, Ottawa doesn't have any money. Well, I mean, I'm not wrong. No, I mean, <laughs> you're not wrong on that. I'm not going to say. I did talk to my cousin because he's a Devils fan, and, and I said, you know, I'm surprised that Grabner didn't come back to New Jersey. And he says... Oh, I'm surprised that they would have... I would have been surprised if they kept him. Because he didn't exactly gel well in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. And especially in the playoffs, he got scratched a couple of times. So, yeah. I don't like, know. I mean, that's... Arizona's looking good, though. Especially after adding Galchenyuk. Yeah, that's a good one. I I, I do... I mean, that's... I think Arizona's going to be a solid team next year. Yeah, as long as they can stay healthy. Yeah. But, like, now they've got pretty good center depth. Mm-hmm. They've got wingers to work with. They've got young guys like Clayton Keller and uh, Dylan Strom coming up. You've got OEL and actually OEL Jarmelson, and even their like their depth at defense is pretty solid. So like I like the Arizona Coyotes. And yeah. I think Chuck has been doing good. Yeah, they're gonna be good. So we're gonna go off and we're gonna talk about the Winnipeg Jets have re-signed Connor Hellebuck to. One second. Yep, Tim's gonna have a look here. 
this is a good contract. I really like this. Six Tri million over five years. Sorry, over six years. Six by six. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's, what, 30, 37? 30, that's 37, 37 million. Six? That's pretty good. I really like this signing for Winnipeg. And when he went to arbitration, I'm thinking, oh, mm -hmm, that's not good for Winnipeg. And then they signed him. I was like, that's a great signing, because the guy had 44 wins last season and took mm -hmm. him to the playoffs. And, like, we were talking about this about the Canes earlier. Good, good goaltending's hard to come by, and Connor Hellebuck finally managed to establish himself. And, like, Winnipeg, Arizona, sorry, Winnipeg, Atlanta, like, they know this. Like, they struggled through Kerry Letton and Andre Pavlik. Uh, Chris Mason. No, talking about was with Columbus. Uh, who else do they have? Mason. Mason, yeah, I know. We were both pumping about him last year. Mm -hmm. yeah. Boy, so that really did. Signing. I like it, and you know what? It's a really... I like the the cap hit that they got for him. Because mm -hmm. on the open market, he would have gotten easy eight. Eight, nine million, and that was my fear, fear for Winnipeg, was that they're going to sign to nine million per. Mm -hmm. But no, I like it. Six mil. Yeah, hopefully they... They make some noise. Absolutely. Let's come to our last signing. The Tampa Bay Lightning have signed Nikita Kucherov to a new contract. Now, I really, really like this one. 9.5 per. The guy had 100 points last season. Yeah, I'm surprised he didn't get maxed. Me too. But you know what? Stevie Wyatt hasn't maxed any contracts yet. Mm -hmm. And I really like that because he knows what he's doing in Tampa. But here's my... Two cents, and I wanted to add. This, I want to say this to you. Yeah. Do you think the Kucherov signing now makes a Carlson trade harder? I think, given actually, it's really funny when I looked up Nikita Kucherov before I go into that statement. You know what the first art news article was? What Kucherov signing? What does it mean for the Leafs? No way. Come on, you gotta look. You gotta show me this. <laughs> okay, you know what? Screenshot that and send that to me. I'll put it up on our Twitter. It's fucking real. And I don't know why this is a real thing. Okay, shared. And we'll tweet that to... Oh my god, that's funny. I like that. Well, the reason why it's a big fucking joke is because it's true. Like, it's always just... What does this mean for the Leafs? What does this mean for Leafs? Yeah. Oh, it's bad. But anyway... Yeah, like two million cap space, and you've got a lot of it's tied up in very good defenders, with Anton Strom and a top three of uh, Victor Hedman, Ryan McDonough, Anton Strollman. Yep. But I guess if you can dump Braden Coburn and Dan Girardi, that's six mil. Yeah, that's six, so almost seven million dollars of cap space right there. Mm -hmm. now, like a bit, and. It, is there any one more bad contract they can get rid of? Uh, while you're looking that up, I'll just say this one more that I found on here. Uh, the San Jose Sharks re-signed Joe Thornton to a one-year $5 million contract. Thornton had 13 goals, 23 assists for 60, 36 points in 47 games for the Sharks last season. I think this is his last, last year. I yeah. think he's going to retire after this. I'm surprised. It was looking like the Sharks just weren't going to bring him back. No, because you saw what they did with Patrick Marlowe, right? That yeah. They were just like, you know what? It's time for yeah, like, they've already stripped him of the captain. The captain. And Thornton. And him Thornton, too. yeah. It's... Well, Jumbo Joel is getting pretty old. Yeah. And he's one of those players that I'm really surprised that, like, given how insanely talented he was, he's just never won the cup. But then again, San Jose was cursed. Yep. 
also Evgeny Nabokov could never get it done. Yeah, neither could Niemi. Yeah. I felt bad because, like, that year Vancouver went to the final and got stomped. San Jose was so close. Mm-hmm. It was just that Bieksa fluke goal. I still didn't even think that went in. I was like, why, why is the crowd cheering? I, I don't understand what's going on. Well, I don't think that should have even counted, though, because it hit, it hit the net. It hit the netting, but it also hit the stanchion, so it was fine. Yeah. So that's why it got that weird bounce to Bieksa. Yeah. Like, that's a questionable goal all around, but... Joe Thornton, one year, five million, it's not... Like, yeah, that's a career... That's a last contract. But Thornton can still play. He can. So it's not a bad contract. No. It's, it's not giving jo Johnny Oduya money to play hockey. Sure. <laughs> well, Tim, I guess that wraps up all of our free agency settings. Do yeah. you have any final words you want to say before we brought off into the sunset? I really like the Coyotes for next year. The Senators didn't do much. They didn't do anything. I think the only signing they did was Mike McKenna. Yeah, two AHL guys. Yep. The AHL signings weren't bad. Let's yep. be honest here, but we don't really have a lot to say about that. We don't. And that's why we didn't include it. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Episode of Senators Podcast. Mention the Senators twice. Right at the end. Right at the end. The first one is... And it's even the fucking Carlson trade. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? There was no, there was no running from that. No. Well, I mean, it's... It is what it is, right? Yep. Okay, Tim, let's ride off on the sunset. Thank you so much for listening to the Third Line Plug Sunscast, guys. I hope you enjoyed it, because believe me, Tim and I love recording them for you. You can find us on iTunes. Please listen, rate, and subscribe. You can find us on iTunes. Please listen. SoundCloud. SoundCloud.com slash Third Line Plug Sunscast. And because our bod Dave made the mention, we are on Google Play Music. You can find us on Twitter. We are at Third Line Plug. Tim is at M91HoneyBadger, and I'm at GreatWhiteGipster, G-R-8-W-Y-T-E, Gipster. If you want to use the email to talk about these free agent signings, shoot us an email, thirdlineplugsensecast at gmail.com. Make sure to tell us how this impacts the Maple Leafs. Yes. Until next time, guys, I am your host, Taylor Gibson. And this is House House Tim Jansi. Go Sans, guys. Woo! So long, my time here is up. They're going home!